and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. Hey, hey, what do you say? James Day here and now recording live from the Focus on Pocus Studios, which lie on the fringes of the sixth most populous city in the United States, Philadelphia. So today we're going to be taking a trip way up to the Great White North because today we have Daphne Savoy, who is a physician recruiter in northern British Columbia. She is passionate about life in the Great White North. Daphne lived in the town of Yellowknife, which is located in the Northwest Territories, before moving to her current home in Fort St. John, British Columbia. In her free time, Daphne enjoys fishing, spending time in the wilderness, and dreaming about owning her own team of sled dogs. Daphne, how are you today? I am very well, James. So nice to talk to you. Yes, we met in Halifax uh, at the uh, Emergency Physicians Conference, and uh, you have fascinating stories to tell, so I thought it would be great, and I thank you for being on our podcast today. My pleasure. So I guess let's start off. Um, it's, what is it, 55 here today. What's the temperature there? Actually, it's it's unreal warm here. It is plus three. Normally, it should be about minus 20. Wow. Yikes. So it's, it's, quite, it's quite balmy here in, in Fort St. John today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can still pull in some from the garden, I imagine. So uh, <laughs> so let's just talk about living up there, way up there in the north. Uh, tell us about the lifestyle and the benefits of living up that way. Well, for me, um, you and I have discussed that I, I've actually moved down south to be here in northern BC. So I was further north in Yellowknife, which I really love, Northwest Territories, north of 60. Um, people who love the north love to be outside. They love the open space. They love the fact that there's no commute time, um, and there's an incredible freedom to living up here that you just don't get in the bigger centers. Um, I, I couldn't imagine living down south, as I call it, anymore. I spent a lot of time working in big cities, Vancouver, Montreal. I worked in Pakistan. I worked in Poland. I've traveled a lot. And honestly, the north is where I'm at home. Yeah, up there, I guess the big sky country, right? It is big sky, it's big land, it's just open space and an access to the wilderness that you just you can't get anywhere else. In a few minutes, I can, be, I can leave my office, I can be out of town, I can be in the bush, I can be on the land, I can be on a lake, I can be fishing in a river. You just can't have that anywhere else. No, it's almost from another era. I mean, you know, usually you have to go through... Weave your way through the suburban sprawl and the billboards and all the electrical wires and everything else hanging there. When you fly in and you notice when you look down, there aren't any more straight lines. So I call where I am now in northern BC, I'm up in the corner. Um, let's see, I'm bordered with Alberta mm -hmm. and the Northwest Territories to the north. But when you go further north and you're flying in, there are no straight lines. So there are no seismic lines. There are no roads. That is that is what I call so the true north. And people who love to be in areas where there's basically no human footprint and appreciate that 
you know, that access to the wilderness. That is what draws most people to the north. Wow. How far are you, uh, when you were in Yellowknife, how far is that from the Arctic Circle? I mean, we're talking, you still got to run up through Alaska and further that way, right? Or are you even with Alaska? We're sort of even with Alaska. So in Yellowknife, you're below, you're still south of the Arctic Circle. But I worked above the Arctic Circle um, at a hunting and fishing camp. So I was cooking there. And that's the barren land. That's a whole other world when you get up Mm -hmm. there. Absolutely spectacular. And no people. Wow. Before we delve into the whole medical part, you know, I watched that series. There's a series here in the States on uh, A&E called Alone. They take seven people. They drop them off in different environments. They try to live off the land. And whoever wins, uh, who survives, uh, usually, you know, gets uh, $50,000, I think it is. So I watched that, and it was above the Arctic Circle. And uh, it was really fascinating, the amount of wildlife that they were able to carve out an existence on. It was very... Interesting. The trees were still there at the tree line, but they were just a little north of the Arctic Circle. Right. And I think actually one of the episodes was filmed outside of Yellowknife in a place called Lutzel Cave. Mm. And I believe one, one of the episodes was, was filmed there. Beautiful place, lots of fish. If you have a skill, and see, this is the thing. I love to fish. I love to hunt. I love to be out in the land. So I can always, I can always get something to eat when I'm there. I can fish, I can set some snares and get some rabbits, I can get some grouse. If you don't have those skills, I think it, it might be a little intimidating, um, but people normally learn, they learn those skills pretty quickly. And that way, you can just go out on the land, you know how to be safe, um, you do you really, most people do take either a spot or an in, in-reach, so they do have some kind of satellite communication, just in case everything goes sideways. But having those, those skills, which most people now don't even think about, but that, that is part of the, just the freedom of being in the North and just getting out there. And you can go for days, say, if you're on a canoe trip. You can go for days, and you're going to be the only people on that river or on that lake. It's going to be you and the animals. It's wonderful. Wow. So let's say I'm a physician here, and, and uh, I want to enjoy you know, the broad scope of medical practice up there. Tell us a little bit about it. What's your, what's sort of, you know, some of the bennies up, up that way? And why do you need to recruit, I guess? Well, most people now are trained in medical schools in the South because that's where they all are. So a lot of the medical school candidates and graduates are from Southern communities. They're generally from larger cities. So they've had little or no exposure to smaller rural communities. Now there are rural communities in southern BC as well, um, and they're a little more—they're a little easier to recruit to because they're a little more familiar. Um, people who come to the north, or people who are interested in the north, when they talk with me at recruiting events, oftentimes they don't know about our communities. They don't know the kinds of skills they would have to have here. Most of our family docs, so we do have family doctors and some specialists, depending on the size of the community. The family doctors generally all have what's called enhanced skills. So there'll be a family doctor, plus they do anesthesia, or they do oncology, or they also do surgery, or they do a combination of all of that. When you have patients coming into the, to the emergency room, they're not sorted for you. You never know what's going to come mm-hmm. in. So you have to have a much broader skill set than you would, say, in a, in a large center down south, where perhaps all you're doing is clinic work. So doctors who want to come to rural communities, and specifically the north, have to have a much broader skill set 
than you do in a larger center. That Okay, I see that. Now, let me ask you something about uh, tying this into the point of care, since this is focused on POCUS. Mm -hmm. So is that uh, pretty much the only imaging modality? Do you guys look and recruit for people with uh, point of care, ultrasound skills, physicians? Absolutely. And some of the, the smaller communities, that's all they have. So they are absolutely reliant on point of care ultrasound. There's no CT. There's no MRI. You'd have to fly someone out to get an MRI and sometimes even transport them more times to even get a CT. So the younger doctors now are all trained, which is wonderful. And I've just recruited a new emergency doc a couple of months ago, and she is a POCUS trainer. So that was a huge bonus for us because she also will be able to um, teach the residents as well and get them interested. Now, the residents, again, are, are usually from the south, but they come up here for the residency because they're interested in, in rural communities. And having access to really good training is one of the reasons why we here in Fort St. John, we are a resident uh, training center. And that's one of the reasons they come here is because of the kind of training they can get here. Wow, that's interesting. So is mm -hmm. there... Um... I'm thinking about, uh, let's talk about, you know, show us the money. What's the financially rewarding? What's the incentive for working up in the north? Uh, well, you can make a lot more money up here doing exactly what you would do down south. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, James, if I was, if, if you were a physician and you were interested in, in some of my communities, um, I could tell you how much the signing bonus is. I could tell you how much your relocation funding is going to be. You get an annual bonus. You get extra pay for being on call. You get extra pay for ER coverage. Plus, there's an extra percentage bonus added to all of that. Mm. Your CME is covered. There's basically so much more here. So if you have an option to make, well, let's say $350,000 down south as opposed to $500,000 plus up here or $200,000 down south to three hundred dollars to four hundred. dollars thousand here it's a lot cheaper to live up here sure. uh, you're not going to be commuting so it's it's just it makes so much more sense especially for younger doctors who are in debt they usually will say ah oh, yes i think i'll spend a few years up north get out of debt get some money saved and leave now that is why we need a recruiter here because there's a constant turnover in people coming here some do stay, but most come for, say, three years. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. And those are a lot of incentives. Now, let me ask you, I know the Canadian healthcare system. Can you speak to that? I mean, is there a lot of, I mean, do you see a patient for one-third of your time and then spend two-thirds doing the paperwork or laptop work? How does that work there? It's a little different here. Um, some of our communities are what's called fee-for-service, so they bill for every service they provide. Others are on an income guarantee, so they, they don't need to see as many patients per day. Others are on an alternative payment plan, so it's a combination. It's sort of a capitation model where you're paid so much for each patient per year, sort of a base, out, base amount, and then extra if it's, uh, a, say, a more complex case. So a little different from the states. Um, so some of our communities also have no overhead for their clinics. Again, it's another incentive. If you don't have to pay overhead, all the money you make during your day at the clinic is yours to keep. 
So that's another incentive. Is it just mostly physicians or is it, um, I don't know, nurse practitioners, sonographers, physical therapists, or is it primary, like we just really are crying for primary care physicians? Well, I, I actually recruit um, family physicians, like primary care physicians, mm-hmm. specialists, and nurse practitioners. But in northern communities, there's always a need for, for sonographers, for physiotherapists, it's not only physicians and nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. 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 So, listen, I want to do a little bragging here. You know, I've been to British Columbia many times. Uh, you know, I've gone snowboarding at Whistler two times, and then I once more with the family uh, after the Winter Olympics. I've been over there to uh, Lake Louise. I've been heli skiing at uh, Panorama, British Columbia. I've been over to Sunshine Village. And we also went to a really cool place called Numtaja for cross-country skiing, really far up north. It was up on the way to Jasper. So that's as far north as I've got. I'm, I'm, that's probably the south to you, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny when you say the south. Yeah. You're talking about Vancouver. I'm thinking New Orleans or, I don't know, Orlando. I know. <laughs> It's all it's all it's all relative because um, when when I when I lived in Yellowknife, I had friends who were up on the Arctic coast, so they were in a place called Uluhaktak. Mm-hmm. And um, so when they would come down to Yellowknife, they it would, they would take a two and a half hour flight to Yellowknife, and they'd say, "Oh, we're so far down south now," <laughs> you know, because they've just come from that much further north. So it's it's all relative. <laughs> so you've you've been uh, you'll have to come up to Fort St. John sometimes, James. You know, and I even have my my most uh, northernmost community is called Fort Nelson, and it's up near the NWT border. So I'm ex- extending an invitation to you to come <laughs> up and see my community. Yeah, I would love to do that. That would be pretty cool. And uh, maybe I can bring up and train your point of care people. It would be fun. I, I, I think it would exactly. be fun, but I don't know. I need that ocean, and I like an ocean you go in and you can actually swim in it without a wetsuit. So I don't know. That's a tough sell. <laughs> but I get it. I totally get it. So, you know, do you guys uh, – so much to talk about up there. So let's talk about the Northern Lights and coastal communities. Tell us more about, you know, Northern British Columbia. Well, when I meet prospective recruits or physicians, um, I always ask them, I know what they do for their work. So I always ask them, what do you like to do outside of work? What kind of landscapes do you like? You know, do you like being near the ocean? Do you like to fish? Do you like being in, say, a larger center, which a larger center here in the north would be about 70,000 people? Um, do you like farmland? Do you like to ride horses? Uh, what, what do you like to do? And based on what they like to do, then I, I would say, well, actually, I think you might like Haida Gwaii, or you might like being in Prince Rupert, or if you want to be in a university town, I think you might like Prince George. Or if you really, if you love horses and you want to be able to have horses, then I think you'd really like Fort St. John. So I, I always ask people, because what do they like? Because it's, there's always a community that they're going to love. There may be two or three or four, but it's really about what they want. You know, do they have kids? Are they by themselves? Um, and finding the right fit for them. And there's always a right fit. There's always going to be a selection of communities that they can think about. Never just one. And can you see the Northern Lights sometimes from, from where you're at? I'm sure you can, right? Um, I've only, in Yellowknife, you see them every night that it's dark and it's clear. Oh, wow. Every night. Mm. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. And here in Fort St. John, I've only seen them twice since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that in previous years, 
there were more spectacular displays of northern lights but i haven't seen anything as they are they are really pretty but they're they're not what i've seen uh in yellowknife which is of course the best place to see the northern lights but you can also photograph the northern lights here too um that's really fun wow it sounds exciting it sounds like uh what you think Canada is, you know, still a, a place of nature and it's still a place of beauty and up there and uh, for the more adventurous types. And as a physician, this has a lot of good bonuses to go up there, get out of debt, and you probably grow to love it and a lot stay there. And you guys do need doctors, uh, definitely. There's a shortage all over the world and probably more so in these hinterlands. Yeah, and the, the smaller communities, um, because most of the of the physicians have come from larger centers, they don't always consider a smaller community on, unless they meet a recruiter like myself or my two other colleagues uh, here. And I work for Northern Health and we have three recruiters. So one for the Northeast, one for the Northern Interior, one for the Northwest. And we all know our, our own communities very, very well. So sometimes we'll meet people in that they've never even heard of my communities. They've, they have no idea. And after a few minutes, they think, wow, this might actually be a possibility. And I didn't know that you had so much up there. And I didn't realize that your airport, that you had, you know, eight flights a day back and forth to Vancouver. I had no idea. And then they start to consider. And then we'll talk some more. Uh, And that's all it takes. If people don't know about your community, how can they ever consider it? Yeah, right. All right, Daphne, you know, thank you very much. We really appreciate you taking the time, and I'm glad we finally made this happen after Halifax. When was that, May? That's funny. That was May. <laughs> that was, yes, a long, a long time ago, many conferences ago, and hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully we'll see you up here in Fort St. John sometimes, James, or at another conference, I hope. Yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, and it's an honor to have you on our podcast today, and uh, what you're doing to uh, spread health care and uh, – bring physicians and also uh, the imaging modality of the world, the point-of-care ultrasound. That's great for advanced patient care, and and that's commendable. And and I thank you. My pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us at Twitter at POCUS Academy and Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy. If you'd like to learn more about the POCUS community, visit us at pocusworld.org. Take a look at participating in our POCUS 25 research. Help contribute to the scientific development of the top 25 point-of-care ultrasounds. And we'll see you next time. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.